Welcome to Season 3 of the Filament Games Podcast, a show dedicated to game-based learning. Here are your hosts, Brandon Pitzer and Dan Norton. Well, well, well. Hi. Look what the cat dragged in. Here we are. Yes. <laughs> it's me and Matt again. It is. Dragged in. <laughs> Already. Already chaos. off the rails. <laughs> Already chaos. Uh, hello, everyone. This is <laughs> this is Brandon speaking. This is Dan Norton. Welcome to the Film and Games Podcast, show dedicated to game-based learning, as you may have heard about 20 seconds ago. Right. I believe this is our finale episode for the season. Correct? It is. Yes. It is. Yeah. With oh. much fan for affair and yeah. great esteem. Here we go. So, what are we doing today, Dan? Oh, you know, just a little thing I like to call the world's coolest game design competition. <laughs> You've checked all of them. Yeah. This is the best one. This is the best one. All right. So, yeah, what we're doing today is a game design competition. We've got Matt and Abby back in the studio, back in the saddle again, ready to rock. Yeah. So, I'm looking at the outline here, and it says we have to intro Matt and Abby. Mm-hmm. We... We did that last time, so let's just do a refresher. Yeah, I mean, there's probably lots of readers out there who blacked out the last episode, yes. or uh, perhaps they're traveling backwards in time, and this is the first episode they've heard. That could be too. Yeah, there's, I mean, any number of possibilities. Yeah. So, so who are you guys? Tell us about yourselves. Well, I'm Matt Hazelton. I'm a game designer at Filament Games. Uh, I think I'm the the second most senior designer of the design team. <laughs> Yeah, are you are you in, excluding Norton? Oh um, uh, uh, no, well, including including Abby. It's like a most senior. <laughs> yep. No, um, I, I got here like a week before right. you. I think. Uh, <laughs> right. So really, I, I you know Matt comes to me for advice, you know, and my wisdom. Yep. It was an extremely busy week. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Abby. I'm a designer too. All right. I've been preparing for this for like minutes. Um. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's what that extra week of experience gets you, man. A little bit of. I got, I got a leg up. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've just been trying to outsight Abby by by writing slightly provocative statements on my notepaper. Oh, can you provide us an example? Or are they too uh, provocative for radio? Is Abby smart? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, but see, I didn't even notice them until just now. So you've just been writing those to yourself like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, she's got you there. So. <laughs> before before the claws come out entirely, um, I I want to ask if you guys do you remember like are you unlike our listeners? Do you remember the last one? Can you recap it? Do I you think, remember what I we did Abby last won. time? I think Abby won all of the Applebee's coupons, and I had to talk about cannibalism for like thirty minutes. Yes, yeah. yeah so I, we succeeded in making Matt creepy and <laughs> gave Abby a free lunch. Yeah, Abby's game was about the pickling process. For toddlers with anger management issues, yeah, I believe that right. was the yeah. That's right. And then Matt's game was about making the right meat choices. Uh, his target audience was cannibals. Yeah. And I believe during, uh, let's see, the highlights were Matt had uh, a higher level of confidence in the subject matter of cannibalism <laughs> than anyone was very comfortable with. <laughs> and then uh, Abby's promotional pitch at the end for her pickling game was uh, really compelling. Oh, yeah. Didn't I have a little commercial kind you of had a bit whole going commercial on? Bit. It went beyond commercial. It went into, like, full jingle. I, I yeah. had an outfit <laughs> and actual pickles with me, but no. you couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, every one of us went out and bought like $30 worth of pickles immediately <laughs> after the podcast because we were inspired. Walked out stinking of vinegar. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is the objective of this podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, quick bit of housekeeping, though. I'm, I'm curious about what everyone's playing at the table video game wise. Ooh, I'll start. Yeah. Um, I just got, I have two, two. I'll start with obligatory Blizzard update. So my right. apologies. Yeah, no. Uh, just, you know, blow it out today. Yeah, right? It's the finale, yeah. you know? Go it's crazy. Finale, right? <laughs> I talk about Blizzard whenever I want. <laughs> uh, the new Necromancer expansion has come out for Diablo 3. Yep. And last night, while other people were celebrating freedom, I was celebrating mm. a new build of my Necromancer that basically... <laughs> Basically, he just aggressively jogs. All right. <laughs> I don't actually do anything with How anyone. What does that mean? He like, just runs and things okay. around him just collapse with bolts of holy fury. Does he just have, oh, okay. He right, just, and he just, just fires stuff right, off. Right, yeah. So I don't, I'm not, I'm not, you know, sending the minions out or weaving giant walls of bone. I'm just jogging. Mm, but right. I'm jogging at. Uh, like torment ten right now, which is really it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a ridiculous, angry jogging build. Um, I'm very excited about it. All right. Um, in other news, I got during Steam Summer Sale, mm-hmm. uh, Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon. I've heard of that. What's yeah. what goes on in that game? You assemble a small party of four. Uh, send them into a turn-based, room-by-room, randomly generated dungeon. Um, There's sort of a Cthulhu thing going on. Like, people have, like, stress levels that get out of hand and they go nuts. Mm. You have to mitigate stress. And you also have to get very used to your uh, dungeoneers snuffing it or going insane. And you have kind of like a a rotating stable of new, fresh-faced adventurers coming into your town. Okay. A little Uh, roguelike-ish. Very roguelike uh, and very focused on uh, uh, death. Yeah, like you just <laughs> have to get really used to people dying and not working out and uh, grinding through the slower progression of advancing your your town's capabilities to generate adventurers. And then sometimes they stick around for a while and they're useful and then sometimes they uh, decide that they uh, – crave human flesh and attack the rest of your party or what you know yeah oh so, wow yeah it's quite good it's quite good uh the art's lovely it looks like uh it's like mike mignola like sort of hellboy style mm. ripoff art okay which i shouldn't even call it ripoff because i mean it's so good it's basically a genre so homage. yeah it's an homage to mike mignola the art's wonderful uh great voiceover work great uh great writing um brutal mechanics absolutely brutal all right. Yeah. So you're just getting clobbered in there. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. No. There's no. There's no aggressive jogging build for Darkest Dungeon that I know <laughs> of. So it does. It's ag- aggressive jogging as a metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm playing Factorio, which is an early access game off Steam, and it it mostly involves tons of automation. So you like you kind of start. It's sort of Minecrafty. You know, mm-hmm. it's like kind of a, a crafting game where you start really small and then you can build up, but it goes past like your ability to keep synthesizing like items of greater complexity and you can actually start to automate things so you can like 
build factories that eventually will build your factories, which will then, yeah, it's like, it spirals out of control very quickly. Interesting. And it's the kind of game that will just devour a day. Like, Interesting. Yeah, Wait, I, is I feel that like one it's, that's like an isometric kind of view mm-hmm. and yeah. you just kind of expand across the yep. big flat map? Kind yeah, of it looks, I mean, as a as an aesthetic, it looks almost like Diablo 2. It's like kind of old school, uh-huh. like pixel art. But, um, but yeah, I've been playing that game as far as I can tell, it's still last Friday. Like I'd, right, yeah, <laughs> I I got enough. home and started playing it, it. Yeah. and then I blinked and then yeah. I was here. Um, so yeah, really check that game out if you want your personal time to just disappear on you. <laughs> 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 and you can just come to like like Rumpelstiltskin. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Oh, Matt, what you are guys? you playing? Sure. Uh, I, uh, I'm a subscriber to the Humble Monthly Bundle, so every month I get six games in my email to just try out from a grab bag. Yeah, they uh, owe you a cut, man. You're, yeah. you're always aggressively promoting it. Maybe I already have it. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Moonlighting. This is his plug. Um, yeah. But, it, I mean, it just bloats your, your backlog like you wouldn't believe. So I'm actually playing a game I got a few months ago called This is the Police. Uh, and it's a game where uh, you are a cop on the edge of retirement, a police chief, and you have to make it through the last 100 days and try to make enough money so that you can retire in comfort and luxury, uh, hmm. even though uh, all the odds are stacked against you. But what genre of game is it? Well, that's is the interesting silly? thing. It's uh, it's not particularly silly. Uh, it's kind of, it's a story-driven game. It's a choice, like a choose-your-own-adventure, but I think it's the latest in uh, a long series of choose-your-own-adventure games that try to bring numbers in as a way to make you think more about the trade-offs that you're making. You know, we mm-hmm. saw kind of like in Reigns where you have... Uh, different quantitative representations of the story or uh, Sunless Sea where everything turns into a number or resource. You know, you get like one terror or two uh, two memories, you know. Um, so this one, you're managing your money, but also the stress levels of your police officers and their skill level and their promotion level. Uh, and as you go forward, the story sort of procedurally generates around that. So That's super cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm still very early on, so I don't know what the the big payoff is, but I, I'm enjoying it so far. Nice, mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, my boyfriend and I are obsessed with Overcooked right now. It's that little couch co-op game oh, for man. like two to four people, where you run around a little kitchen and you're all working together, you know, trying to fill orders and get them out. And like the kitchens are crazy, you know, like maybe it's, it's been a, weeks. It's Abby. a lava kitchen. What do you mean? We you've been tar- I mean, you've been hitting that game hard. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. I got it for Christmas. And, like, ever since then, it's, like, an every night. But we're, like, really good right now. Like, really good. Just two people. We've yeah. reached this level of mastery where we have this, like, perfectly choreographed routine for every kitchen. And, like, we have to do it perfect. So, you know, if we're playing and, and one of us makes, like, a, a five-second mistake or something, we got to start the whole thing over because it has to be perfect. And we've, we're actually, like, filming our... Or like screen recording oh, like our playthroughs. It? Oh, we're not streaming, but oh, we're okay. just like recording them so we can like have like memories or maybe put them on YouTube. Oh, like sure. our, our best run throughs. Mm. Oh, you guys should stream. Game. You should I, throw it on Twitch. I can't recommend that game enough. Yeah, we should stream. We we do really good. I mean, I'd watch it. Yeah. You should do that. That'd it's a funny game and it's also so well designed. You know, you can just keep playing and getting better at it. Mm. Super cool. It's like literally all I'm playing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you like introduce another person to that mix? Like, does it like it, 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 destroy it the feng ruins shui? The whole plan because <laughs> now you have a different rhythm. Uh, we played with four people the other week. It was just like kind of organized chaos, mm-hmm. you know. But it, 
completely different game depending on how many people. You can even play by yourself with two characters. You switch back and forth by hitting a button, and like while, while you have one chopping, you can like run the other one around to do things. And Nice. It's crazy. Oh, man. That sounds fun. That sounds good. It sounds ideal, really. Mm-hmm. Just, I'll be my own friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, this cook won't let me down. That's sad. Like all the other cooks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and on that grim note, let's start this super fun contest that all we're right. working on today. Um, so, we need to explain the rules. Okay. That's the top order of business. Yeah. And as the rule master, the maestro. I'm going to defer to you on that one, Mr. Norton. Okay. So a lot of things are similar from the last challenge. Um, You're going to be sorting out a game pitch today uh, based from a selection of pre-drafted learning objectives and target audiences. Um, Your pitch should consist of a snappy title. Okay. uh, The device you intended to be played on. The gameplay synopsis and a learning objective integration summary. And and jingles are, are worth bonus points, I think. <laughs> um, okay. You're then going to be jarred. Uh, Brandon and I will then judge on three stars based on how well the learning objectives are tied into play, uh, how fun it sounds, how, how engaging it is, and then also uh, how cool is the presentation and how snappy was the title. Mm. Yeah, and best score this time is going to win a trip to Morris Ramen, not Applebee's coupons. We didn't even get the coupons. No, you didn't. <laughs> they are. They, it's better you didn't. They are worse than worthless. So, yeah, like holding an Applebee's coupon is like a tax on your life. You're not going to take us to Morris and try to pay with Applebee's coupons, are you? <laughs> we will discuss what happens at Morris I mean, Ramen when we get to well, Morris Ramen. We're not actually going to Morris Ramen. It's the idea that we could go. That's what you win. Yeah, I'm willing to acknowledge that at some point I might go to Morris Ramen with you. <laughs> no, I'm going to buy you ramen at Morris Ramen. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. So, so the way we're going to do this is we're going to do a round of, I'm going to read the learning objectives aloud one by one. Um, when you like one, you've got to basically yell dibs or whatever you want to yell to take it. Um, if you don't take it, it's gone forever. I'm going to move on to the next learning. Objective. How long is the list? How, yeah. Like, what if yeah, we yeah, reach yeah. the end and we think it keeps going, but we didn't pick one? I would say there's about 20, 20 learning objectives. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe what if, more. What if they holler? There's out? more. There may be almost thirty. What if they wow. shout out on the same one? What happens? Uh, rock paper scissors. All right. Yeah. Tie breaking. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you guys ready? Yep. Okay. So number one, uh, teach a company's mission and values. Number two. Yeah, I know. You start with a clinker, right? Uh, Number two. What is it like to rule North Korea? Number three. How to slalom. Laws of thermodynamics. Knife throwing. Managing anger. Crushing a beer can on your forehead. Spatial awareness. The U.S. patent system. Yacht racing. We're both just gonna pick the last one. Solar energy, machine learning. Ah! All right, Whoa. I'll take it. <laughs> machine learning. Okay. I don't know what it is. Someone's gonna have to explain it. 
<laughs> oh, that's a great point. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, talk to us about our subject could matter. Or I could interpret it um, <laughs> yes. however I want. Is that? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> Actually, that's better. Okay. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. better. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You All could right. take, you could take that the phrase list? variety of ways. Uh, yeah, we got a ways to go. Maybe 15, 20 more. <laughs> All right, quick draw pistol duels. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's right. pretty good. Oh, that was All a right. quick draw. Okay. Of... I know. Subject matter expert. Okay, so now, Abby, I think you need to tell us what you think you'd like machine learning to mean for oh. the purpose of this competition um, so that Matt, uh, now you guys are like both going to be able to. he knows what to expect? Yes. So, yeah, because now we're going to go to the target audience, and you get to pick for each other rather mm. than for yourself, so. Uh, I think Matt has to sort of understand what you think it's going to be all about. <laughs> I can also look it up if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> I think my definition is probably more fun. Is like teaching robots how to do basic tasks. Yeah, let's do that. I like it. Like maybe household tasks or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. simple procedures. Yep. I think are, these, are these robots that have passed the Turing test? Are they like on that level? They may not have. That could be a that that may be a you know a, ch- be, a wrench thrown in the in the challenge onto itself. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. So let's start with the target audiences. Number one, extroverts. Uh, children who become enraged anytime they see the letter R. <laughs> uh, stegosauruses who have been cloned and given the gift of language. Racist uncles. <laughs> Uh, competitive vapors. What? Uh, what? Yeah. What? Wait, yeah. are those a thing? What's yeah. a vapor? Like, oh, like one, one who vapes. One who vapes. Oh. Like, oh, I just, vape. Oh, I a, let's a do that sp- for Matt. <laughs> Perfect. I was thinking like vapors, like air vapors. Too, right? No, like no, yeah, like no one who vapes. Plasma and like vapors. Yeah, moist am, airs yeah. dueling each other. <laughs> I'm glad that we both thought that, that was equally possible. compelling. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, soccer moms, <laughs> gang members from the 1950s, uh, doomsday preppers. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like no. I, I feel like if anybody needs to teach machine how to do things, it would be yeah. Uh, yeah. folks on the edge of the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. I think that's good. Or yeah, maybe because maybe because it's like Terminator or something where the machines are bad. You yeah. Gotta, like you gotta un- reprogram undo. them. Yeah. Oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> this, this concept is already great. Yeah. Also, does anyone know is it Stegosauri or is it Stegosaurus? Oh, I don't know. Was that the next one? No, that, that oh. was earlier, right? We did Stegosaurus have been cloned to give the gift of language. Oh, I didn't read that one out. Darn. No, you did. No, you did. Yeah. You did. We you did. just didn't pick it. Oh, okay. Matt yeah. blacked that one out. I, I did. I was yeah. thinking yeah. of picking that for him, but yeah. then I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate uh, competitive vapors. I feel like- uh, <laughs> I think they'd have a lot of fun doing whatever you're- I think le- so, too. Learning yeah, well, see, when I, when, as soon as you said it, I was like, all right, well- Competitive vapors, you know, you don't want to get the two mixed up. You know, right. you got your vaping device and your shooting device. <laughs> Being able to tell the difference is very important. <laughs> Man, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So that means you guys, you got, uh, you got a little time. You're going to work on your pitches. Um, and remember, you need to have a uh, snappy title, a targeted device, a synopsis of the game. And a learning objective integration summary. And, uh, yeah, make it snappy for that extra final star. (gasps) All right. Go ahead and jam, guys. 
So we're uh, we're ready, I think. What are we what are we doing now, Mr. Norton? Uh We've I think our... I think it's now up to you, Brandon, to it's interrogate to our designers. Okay. All right. So you guys are ready. You've made your selections. Let's start going down feature for feature. Um Let's start with uh, the the winner of, of last time, Abby. On oh, me? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so what you got? So my topics were uh, machine learning, All right. and then the audience is uh, doomsday doomsday preppers. Um, so I decided to go a slightly different route than I initially did once I got the audience. I decided to put a doomsday prepper as a character in the game. Mm. So this is a game VR. Oh, because because of the future. Yeah. Um, and it's called Hank tried to warn us. And <laughs> you play Hank. So you ready for the pitch? Let's do the pitch, and then I'll explain more about the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Nobody believed me when I when I said the uh, the, the machine robot to take over, but uh, obviously they were wrong, and I was right. So uh, anyway, I'm Hank, and this is Mudflap. We gonna hack into these daggum robot scum and reprogram them, and we gonna get ourselves out of here, okay? Well, I, I have a safe house a few miles from here. I'm kind of regretting building a safe house so far away, but it's too late now. <laughs> anyway, let's get moving. Yeah! Uh, wow. <sighs> so that's the game. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fair. Okay. All right. So the actual. Uh, features of the game are yes. You are Hank, and you have your little beagle Mudflap as your assistant, and uh, it's the level by level game where you're in kind of an enclosed, limited space where there are maybe one to three robots moving around who are programmed to, you know, they could shoot you on sight, or maybe they're like keeping a door blocked or moving in a certain pattern. Mm -hmm. So you send out Mudflap, um, and he has like a little electronic on him to like plug in, plug into a certain robot. Um, and you, so, you know, since it's VR, maybe you stay still in one area looking over so you're not running around mm -hmm. always. Mm -hmm. So Mudflap goes out, and when you hack into a robot, it's kind of like block code. There's like basic instructions you can kind of grab and rearrange, you know, it like fills your screen like you're inside the robot almost, you know. And you reprogram it to maybe like help you out. Like maybe it has to lift some boxes and deposit them somewhere so you can climb over. Um, or to like, you know, not wheel itself by you. So you reprogram them, kind of rearrange the little pieces of block code, like very basic. Um, and then you move through the level and get to the end. And then it's like another section and you're trying to get from where you are when the, I don't know, robot apocalypse, I guess, started and you're trying to get to your safe house. All right. All right. Yeah. It's an intense pitch. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. So I'm just going to record once again. The title is Hank Tried to Warn Us. Yep. Okay. So it's casting Doomsday Preppers in a very positive light. They're the hero. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. You know. And they're right. And they're right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many Doomsday Preppers want to be right. I mean, all of them. Do they? I mean, for a moment. You get that moment of smug satisfaction, and then you have to live in the apocalypse. Right, then you have know. to drink your own urine for a month. Yeah, or forever. Forever. <laughs> Perhaps forever. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Someone has Bear grills. All right, and then... Fun factor. All right. I've got that recorded. Matt, let's hear your pitch. All right. <clears throat> My pitch was to teach competitive pistol dueling 
to competitive vapors. <laughs> so right away you have have two people going head to head, and so bringing those together was really fun, uh, which I did in my pitch titled "Fistful of Vapors." Ah, yep. so called back for one last job. Grizzled gunfighter Mint Westwood strides into town to find a pro vaping ordinance in place, and the law-abiding citizens terrified under its heel. <laughs> I actually haven't uh, haven't, and he solves the problem the only way he knows how. Um, <laughs> Shooting so. people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I, I thought about things that I knew that vapors cared about, uh, <laughs> which, as far as I can tell, is just having the coolest vaping device. Yeah, there's definitely a yeah. lightsaber thing going mm-hmm. on, right? Sure. Uh, and I thought about things that competitive pistol duelists cared about, which I believe was mostly shooting things. Okay. Correctly. All right. Uh, and so I, I tried to bring those together, but the, the first thing that stood in my mind is that both vaping and shooting are very physical activities. Like, I don't think it's possible to do a touchscreen or controller-based vaping simulator, much less one where you have to draw a gun. So I, I went with uh, uh, the the more physical VRs, you know, the Oculus Touch or hmm. the, the Gear VR, just because I feel like the big learning objective with shooting something is the, the act of you know, getting the gun out of the holster and bringing it up to bear. So I feel like really what we're trying to teach is muscle memory here. Sure. Right? Like that's like based on every Western I've seen uh, where they have to teach someone how to shoot. Like that's that's my big takeaway. Uh, and so I think the nice thing about doing this in a digital physical space is that you can have like guidelines that show you like how to steady your aim, where you're going, etc. So you actually would be training your, your shooting arm just as well as your vaping arm. Um, and so I'm, I'm seeing this as kind of like a a roguelike career simulator where you go in and try to clean up the town by shooting other people's vaping devices out of their mouth. Uh, oh. um, <laughs> well, one one wrong move can cost you everything. So high stakes, <laughs> uh, competitive <laughs> VR shooting uh, in the old west. All right, nice. Okay. Oh my god! So you're shooting you're shooting the vaping devices out of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Unless they have a cigar, in which case you can just shoot them, because oh. everybody hates those guys. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, they're going to die of lung cancer right. anyway. You yeah. Right, you're saving them. Euthanizing yeah. them. Yeah, so then you, <laughs> the inconvenience of dying later. You learn to recognize your own kind before you shoot Generous. them. Yeah. That's good, because I was actually just about to ask if this is like secretly some kind of Philip Morris propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to discourage vaping, but, but it is indeed any tobacco byproduct that we are discouraging. Wouldn't the audience be upset that you're, the goal of the game is to shoot the vapey devices out I, of them? I thought about that, but I think it's that you want to be the best. You know, like you are, by shooting them sure. out, you are asserting the superiority of you're your You're eliminating the competition. Yeah, Matt right. went for competitive vapors. Not yeah. people who vape competitively, just vapers who are competitive people. Oh, I never thought about it as the other way. That makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's your back door. That's what you intended from the start, though, right? Yeah. What yeah. said, yep. Yeah. All right. Competitive vapors, brilliant. It's so a it's, thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it must be a thing. It's totally a thing. Uh, that like would you, be uh, so fun in VR. You try to make sick clouds, sick cloud competitions. Little make little O's, right? <laughs> and then make an O that goes through an O. Like yeah, Gandalf. Happens. Yeah. Yeah, you try to get your Gandalf impressions. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think this uh, <laughs> speaks to the importance of clarifying your audience. <laughs> no, no, I love I love your interpretation. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right. So some follow up questions. Um, I have one for Abby. So in terms of like how 
you can like hack the robots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a finite set of things you can program to do? Is like, so how does that actually was, manifest in the uh, game? I was thinking you could not only rearrange what was already in the robots, but maybe there would also be other. Um, should I call them functions or actions that you can add to the code that you have? Because you're a prepper, right? You've been preparing for this. Right. You, you have all your little code block pieces with you, and maybe you're, you can pull them out of your little bag or, mm-hmm. you know, add them um, so that uh, the robot can do something slightly different than what it was. <laughs> I unplugged. Dan Sorry. Martin found the off button. That was kind of cool. Yeah. All right. So, anyways, does that answer um, your question? Was it that does. What you were asking? It does. So, like, there's there's like a predefined set of functions, and you can kind of select from those, like from your own ammunition, your own inventory. Yeah. You basically, pro- there might be a couple areas where you can edit a variable, like change a number from okay. one to two or something, or okay. um, you know, yeah, set what happens first, or if something loops. But okay, really basic stuff. Got it. Got it. All right. Um, and then uh, let's see. Matt, how do you see your scaffolding? Hmm. Well, I think that uh, your your score, I mean, so score is one of the, the ways that you can indicate progress. And your final score is based on the uh, ultimate cost of your vapor device. So as you progress through, you would be able to afford more and more expensive vapors. But I think what you're asking is, like, how do we scaffold the, the physical skills yeah. of, of that? And I, I feel like... You know, it's actually a very simple mechanic, and I think what we would just do is we would allow you to have a larger physical margin of error at the beginning than at the end. Like, uh, when you're facing off against your earliest opponents, you would be able to have, you know, maybe 20 degrees of error in where your arm is, and as you go further and further down, that cuts get, that cut down to, like, 10 degrees of error, mm. like, or one degree when you're facing off against the final guy. So it'd be literally the amount of space that you would have in your, your arm positioning uh, Maybe they have a really big vaping devices in the beginning, like a big jug <laughs> they're vaping out of. I don't know how vaping works. I'm just uh, imagining. Yeah. Um. I think the, the fancier ones actually get larger. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You wind up, yeah, eventually you wind up with like a Ghostbusters backpack with a hose <laughs> in your mouth. Well, maybe that's why you're like increasingly ferreting out the more subversive and like, you know, sneaky yeah, yeah, vapors. Yeah. Yep. You get get rid of like the big like high end rigs at first. Only room for one vapor in this town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like Highlander <laughs> in a way. <laughs> Did you have any like follow up questions? Uh, no, I think you you actually poked right at what I was thinking about too, being like, what are the mechanics behind the hacking? So that was very helpful. Okay. Um, uh, Matt, do you want to have? Do you want to throw in any special voices or? Uh, <laughs> Do a voice of a vapor. Yeah, let's do that. That's interesting because I feel like the the voice of a vapor and the voice of Clint Eastwood are actually similar, and and I don't think there's there's (laughs) any. Are they? No, Clint Eastwood vapes. That's a nice overlap. He probably was good at quick drying, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, that was an excellent impression. (laughs) That was good. Yeah, Clint Eastwood (laughs) clearing his throat. (laughs) That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. All right, cool. Well, I have scores. Do you have scores? Do you want to think about it for a little bit? Do you want to uh, just jump in? Norton was taking no notes this whole time. I've been storing it all in my brain. <laughs> that's what that's what it's for. All right. I'm hey, I'm the guy that remembered the games from last year. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Was it a year ago? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. not even sure that yeah. actually yeah. happened. All right. Without further ado, I'm gonna deliver some scores. Let's hear it. So Overall, 
Should I just jump, should I go in with who I think the winner is, or should I, like where should, where should I start? I would start with your lowest score and why. Okay, lowest score and why. All right. Well, nothing was under a two out of three. Mm-hmm. Those are all solid ideas, solid features. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, um, so let's see. Out of nine points possible, I gave Abby's game. I'm just going to do some quick math here. Seven points. Oh well. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Good. And uh, for Matt's game, I gave eight points. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Congratulations, Matt. Edged out by one point. Abby. So let me explain my rationale. So for Abby's game, I gave the title three out of three. Yes. Hank tried to warn us. Yes. Mm, Excellent title. Fun. On point. Um, the learning objectives, I had to give a two out of three. I thought like the hacking mechanics didn't necessarily align to like what I was thinking for machine learning. Like I felt like there was like a slight difference between what ended up being in the game and, and like what the, the targeted learning objective was. It probably would have helped if I knew what machine learning was. <laughs> I, I, think, <laughs> I think that was a maybe a, a big challenge for me as part of this. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. we could roll the footage. Uh, Josh, can we get a little flashback <laughs> of Abby being like, I'm picking this one. <laughs> I don't know what it means. <laughs> So there you have it. Perhaps an expectable yeah. uh, situation. Um, and then uh, for the uh, fun factor, again, gave a two out of three on that one just because I felt like within this context, you know, you're comparing like a shooting gallery with moving blocks of code around in, in air. I felt the shooting gallery was just a little bit more immediate, a little bit more fun mm. in terms of like what Matt had selected. Um, Mine's a bit more cerebral. Yes, <laughs> it was. It was. You, you, you made a thinking person's game. <laughs> Matt made a game for competitive papers. Yeah. Um, so on, on Matt's side, um, I gave the, the title a two out of three, Fistful of Vapors. It felt like a stretch to me, just going to be honest. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the learning objective, uh, gave a three out of three um, because I thought like um, in terms of like quick drawing and using that uh, or using the learning objective to kind of engender some uh, muscle men- memory formation, I thought that was a really strong use of, of VR tech. Um, and then the fun factor I put as a three of three as well because it just sounded a little bit more immediate and fun and perhaps less cerebral. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. So there we go. That's my accounting. That's my scores. All right. Yeah. And we're going to go with your scores, Brandon, because those are largely my my feelings about them. All right. Uh, I love the title, Abby. Um, I'm good at titles. I win at titles. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. yeah. also the, uh, <laughs> the voices, Mudflap. I'll take Mudflap with me for- All the things that don't yeah. matter in game design. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they matter for sales. Yeah, they totally matter. They totally matter. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, I think Matt's- uh, Math learning objective integration into and imagining playing the game. I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that. I, uh, yeah. well, I, I had much simpler learning objectives to be honest. Like I, it's true. I think machine learning versus trigger pulling. Oh yeah. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> Lots of props to Abby for. I think yeah. mine's more complex. I think yours was a little more difficult though. Cause like, how do you come up with a game for competitive vapors about quick draw <laughs> well, you, you misinterpreted competitive vapors first and yeah. then right, 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 go from there. Yeah. <laughs> You just put a, a very choice comma in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did share Abby's thought too about whether or not, since you are shooting vapors, whether or not uh, the the vaping community would be into mm-hmm. this game. But if, I think if they're competitive enough and they want to be the best, that exactly. Is sort of my, I yeah. think they'll be more pleased that they are present in the game 
rather than uh, angry that they are uh, intertwined in the violence. Yes. Yeah. So commendations all around. Yeah. Let's all go to Morris Raman. <laughs> we can all Let's go. just kick off. The, yeah, I'll be the. <laughs> Figuratively. We'll, yeah, no, literally. We'll literally, literally. go to Morris Raman. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's a great place. Yeah. It's Super place. good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. One last thing. All right, Josh was just ready to go with yeah, that. Yeah, that was on top of it. My yeah. goodness. Um, so I came up with an acronym way before this show. I know. I, I, last week I saw you researching it yeah, diligently. Yeah, in the libraries. The archives. Were, <laughs> many tomes were open in just front of you. Pouring over Victorian periodicals. <laughs> it's like one of those librarians with gloves looking at me and just like, <laughs> careful. <laughs> so uh, the acronym is, here's the hint. Somewhat related to the game that I'm currently obsessed with. All right, Factorio. Which I established earlier today and mm-hmm. described rather boringly. Um, the acronym is PACO. PACO. P-A-C-O. Paco. All right. Paco. 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 It's a name. Or Paco. Yeah. All right, so um, is it in Factorio? Just curious. It is not. Ah, okay. Are, you, so, are we supposed it, to guess? Yeah, 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 yeah. We have to yeah. sort out what it might be. And, Rate it. Yeah. See if it's good or not. Yeah. Don't guess it. You know, it really doesn't matter too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, someone might get a stern letter if yeah. we wind up not liking it. That's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> no one likes to receive a stern letter. I mean, the, it. Uh, so it describes what happens in the game. Okay. So automated. I'm going with A for automated. It's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's automation. Autonomous? A- automation. Automation. Planning? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not planning. No. Uh, <laughs> let's see. be more boring. It's like, guess different logistics words. <laughs> Logistic? No, that starts with L. No. Yeah. Darn. <laughs> oh, plant. Stumped. I was like, you played your hand, Pitzer. <laughs> it's plant. Plant automation? Plant automation. No. Like oh, a factory plant? That was really good. Uh. Maybe it should be. You want be. another hint? Yeah, one more, please. It's a, it's a list of nouns. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Production? No. I don't like this acronym. <laughs> this acronym is bad. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's why this segment exists. Yeah, all right. To discover right. and air out bad acronyms. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's, let's lay it on us. Process, automation, control, and optimization. Oh, I don't like it. Oh, I thought it was going to be like a sentence or something. No, just, just a, a list. It's a list. Just a it's list just like nouns. a checklist or something? Yeah, I guess. When do you use Paco? When do you say like let's get Paco up in here? How does it work? I think I mean it's like when you're when you've got a process and you're looking to automate it. And you're like it. remember is it like you know like remember Paco everybody? <laughs> I, I don't know. Is it like you know like a <laughs> I mean I see it on a lot of like about pages for different manufacturing organizations. Uh-huh. Looks like Shell the petroleum Oh, company. maybe it's like agile and Software development is just like a term you want to throw around yeah. to be like, yo, we're, we do Paco. We of do course, Paco. Of course we do Paco. Yeah. We might. You guys don't do Paco? <laughs> we do a hybridized Paco. You probably haven't heard of it, but it's I, pretty impressive. I sincerely hope we're using this completely wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all yeah. right. So that's that's the last acronym of Acronym of the Week. All right. It's not good. It's not a good one. Do, we don't do like you have it. a favorite past acronym? That's a good question. Hmm. I have to reach back and think of all those super memorable acronyms that we put tons of thought into. Uh, what was the unpronounceable one? Because I like talking about 
That was a good one. I don't know. Uh, I might have to look back. Yeah. Hmm. Nope. Nope. No favorites. Yeah, no, no. favorites. <laughs> They're all good. I wanted all. No, I you wanted, just can't remember any. I wanted okay to be the best one, but it was poorly researched by me. So <laughs> I should have had like I should have had the Oxford English Dictionary out and been like, let me tell you what's up with uh, okay acronyms poorly researched. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that could have been the winner of this segment. That could have been the winner, but uh, it wasn't. Well, I like that one though, in yeah. spite of everything. Yeah, yeah right. it was good. It was yeah. good. All right. Well. That's all the time we have for today. Congratulations yeah. to Matt on his big win. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to all of us because we're going to go have ramen. Yeah, we are. And that's exciting. Except yeah. me because I lost. No, you're still going to have ramen. Everyone's yeah. going to get ramen. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to ridicule you while you eat it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks for another great season, Dan. It was a good yeah. time. We'll see you guys again soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Filament Games podcast. If you'd like to hear 